Kind of classic rock. It must be time for Mark Spector. He loves that stuff. Uh, On the Mark is powered by Booster Juice. Uh, Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and to re-energize or download their new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Mark Spector, Rogers Sportsnet, joins us. Uh, Speck, how's she going, big fella? Oh, boy, barely hearing you here, Kev. I'm not sure what's going on technically. You're coming uh, out like crazy here. Okay, we'll maybe try to rehook with Spec here. Um, uh, Eddie Steele's with us, uh, as he always is, on Fridays, Monday to Friday. 7 to 9, big game tonight. Mm-hmm. Friday Stadium. night football. Friday night, yeah, you know, something about Friday night football, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. mean, are they... You know, we talked about it earlier, like a Regina on a Friday night. That's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And you know uh, all of Regina will be there. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, even Kevin Glenn said between Regina and Winnipeg for him because of the fans. Yeah. I mean, it used to be where, I mean, it used to be that Edmonton was by far you know, the number one fan base. Mm-hmm. By far, it wasn't mm-hmm. even close. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, Edmonton supported the rest of the league for a long time. Uh, then Regina probably was number one for a while in the last bit, and now Winnipeg. Yep. I'll be honest, my yeah. experience between Edmonton and Regina was uh, with the riders. Like, for example, you'll be at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and you'll feel the eyes on you. You'll yeah. feel people looking at you. And kind of starstruck. Right. Whereas here in Edmonton, people just go, hey, you're Eddie Steele. Yeah. You know, and they'll come right up to you and they'll know you and they'll talk life with you. That's literally the difference is here they'll actually approach you as in Saskatchewan. They're, they're kind of just starstruck and staring yeah. awkwardly. Well, we always used to say there's not much else in Sasky. I mean, writers are front page news pretty well all the time. Front seven pages. Yes. <laughs> and finally, they got uh, uh, Daryl Davis back yes. writing yeah, on the, at the later writing. post because, I mean, again, more cuts, more cuts, more cuts. Uh, it's been rough for sure. Uh, let's bring in Mark Spector again for Booster Juice. Spec, a little clearer now, or how are we doing? Yeah, we're good on the phone. The video stream just struck a little bit this okay. morning, but we'll get there. All righty. So we were talking about uh, Elks tonight in Regina. You covered stuff all over the world. How many events, how many stories, how many games have you done in Regina? What did you think of the, the Queen City? <laughs> I've been to Regina a few times. Yeah. covered a couple of Grey Cups there for sure, a couple Eskimo Road games there for sure. Trying to think what else. Did a... a Junior hockey story in Regina. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember being in that old rink in the, what do they call it? The um, Agridome? Yeah, yeah, the old Agridome. Yes, that's it. Or it could have been exhibition. No, old... it was like the Brant Center. Okay, it's Brant Center. That, that's the old Agridome, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, they had a great cup there. Uh, they put a killer band in that place the yeah. night before great cup and had a hell of a good night in there that night. Was that the great cup in 95? Would you have been there oh. for 95 spec? That was the first yeah, one. Yeah, That's probably about yeah. right. You know, that's probably well. They all know. Oh, listen, pal, I'm not going to, Eddie might know this. <laughs> all those great cups, they kind of mix together. A it's a blur. Boy. It's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they ever? Don't they ever? That 95 great cup spec, that was Baltimore. And Don Matthews was coach. I was covering that one, Baltimore and Calgary. Um, yes. Doug Flutie right. was uh, in Calgary, and Baltimore won 
because they didn't have to use because of uh, the labor laws they didn't have to use any Canadians. Yeah, that was the old, that was a fatal flaw in yeah. the, in the American uh, expansion <laughs> thing was either the teams down there were horrible or Baltimore figured it out quick and they were pretty good mm-hmm. and they had a massive advantage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Uh, the first thing I ever covered in uh, in Regina was the '91 or '92 Briar, and that was with all your oh. old yeah your old crony buddies Terry Jones, Larry Wood, <laughs> Larry Tucker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those were hard on the liver. Oh, those old Briars. Yeah, oh. I've been to a few Briars too. They're fun. You know what? The thing about Regina is this, guys. Like, there's sports towns. And then there's kind of just team towns. And let me give you an example. Like the Le- Toronto. Don't tell me Toronto's this great sports town. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the best CFL team for a couple of years, or certainly one of them. They draw 14,000 people, mm-hmm. right? The Blue Jays are playing the biggest series of the year. They're getting poor support. You can't put on a major international event there, a world track and field. It, it died in Toronto. The World Junior didn't sell out in Toronto. But the Leafs, right? But mm-hmm. the Leafs. Then you go to Regina, you could do whatever you want in that town and it sells out. Because I get it, it's a smaller city, there's not as much to do, blah, blah, blah. But it's not just the Riders town. You know, you put the World Junior on there and it sells out in a heartbeat. You put an event on in that, in that town and it does great. So go in there to cover an event, you love doing it because the whole city is just mm-hmm. pumped and ready to whatever the event is, the Briar, they're all over it. So Elks and Riders tonight in Reggie. Um, it's a five o'clock kickoff, or is it? No, it uh, seven thirty. Sorry, yeah, it's the second. Pardon me, my uh, my mistake. Uh, later game. Um, so, do you kind of feel things turning around here, Elkwise spec? Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. They've they've they, you know they've won. I think their record in the last three is fair. Winning two out of three. You know, you can tell me they should have they could have won both those games against Calgary. Mm-hmm. I can tell you they could have lost both those games against Calgary. Right. So the split was was probably which each team deserved. But you know what? You lose nine in a row, and then you win two out of three. I think that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that is that is really good. And, and well, like I, I would say... Four, I'm sorry, three out three of four. Or four. Or no, three or four. Three out of four. So that's... You're telling me you're not turning around a little bit. I mean, that pretty much defines turning it around, doesn't it? And they've been playing good football, too, uh, leading up to that, too, uh, before they had gotten the wins, you know, going back to the Winnipeg game six, seven, eight weeks ago where they were up 22 nothing at half. Didn't finish the game strong, but they're still showing signs of life that there was quality football in their blood. One thing I, I, I did want to ask you real quick, because we were chatting on air earlier, Kevin and I, just about um, the president and the hiring process and how they went about it kind of backwards, how they hired Chris Jones and then they got Victor Kui in the mix. What do you think that... What do you think this organization needs in a president? Do they need someone local? Do they need a former player? Do they need a great businessman? It'd be great to check all those boxes, but I don't know if that's achievable. What does Mark Spector think that this organization <laughs> needs in a president? Well, at this time in their existence, when it's a bit, you know, they've, they've got a hill to climb, I think that they've got to understand their local market, for sure. You know, they need people that can predict uh, what firing Dwayne Mandrusiak after 49 years, the, the wrath of hell that's going to bring down and the tickets it's going to cost them. They need people that know this city and can say, here's the moves that work in Edmonton, here's the moves that absolutely don't. So that's the first thing. To me, 
like they've made a lot of missteps here and some of them have been pretty avoidable. The other thing is it doesn't matter who's sitting in the president's chair if the football team's going 0 9. Amen. Right? You put Houdini in there, pal. Mm-hmm. When they're 0 9 and losing every night, I don't it doesn't matter. Don't sell me you, you can't sell me uh you can't sell me a, a box. You can't sell me an advertising package. You can't sell me uh a, a theme night. When I know that there's going to be seven thousand people there because the team stinks, so the, the head coach and GM positions are more important than the president, and the presidential position is is um, it completely depends on the performance of the head of Chris Jones. If Chris Jones gets the job done, the president has a chance. If he doesn't, the president does not have a chance. Mark Spector, every day he joins us at 8 uh, on the mark. Roger Sportsnet. This is Kevin Carius along with Eddie Steele, our Friday co-host, 7 to 9 on Sports 1440. So what would you say the chances are of the Elks pushing towards the possibility of a playoff spot, our spec? Uh, 10%? 5? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this as an unabashed, objective journalist. Any team that goes 0-9, if they make the playoffs, your team, your league's a bit of a joke, guys. <laughs> Is that fair, Eddie? I, I, I like it, Spec. I like it. It's the truth. Crossover aside, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. If you go 0-9, listen, work on your season. They've, they've made huge strides. They've got a couple players here we like. Trey Jones is coming at you out of freaking, you know, he's manna from heaven, right? The quarterback. Uh They've got. They've accomplished a bunch of stuff. They could still win some games. Sure, make the playoffs. I don't care. Make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Go on the road, play somebody, run into Toronto or Winnipeg, and lose by thirty. Like they're not good enough. So I think they can salvage their season to an extent. Does it have to include a playoff berth? As a again, an objective guy, I don't care if they make the playoffs. I'm pretty happy with what I've seen that came after the 0-9. I'm pretty happy with what I'm watching now. I can sit down, look that game in the eye tonight, and say. The Elks, you know, they have a fair 50-50 chance of winning the game. A uh, month and a half ago, none of us would have said that. Mark Spector joins us on the Kevin Carrier Show with Eddie Steele, 813 in Edmonton. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. coming in from Harry. A six-time Grey Cupper, three with my dad, three with my kids. Went to Regina, stayed in, stayed in Moose Jaw. <laughs> Did you say he stayed in Moose Jaw? Stayed in Moose Jaw, what a city. Hey, Spec, do you remember you told me you, you when you went, I, maybe it was on the same trip, you went to Regina, and then you went to my old stopping grounds in Malville, and you phoned, I did. You phoned me from Malville because you were, at, do you remember the bar you were in? Yeah, I think I was probably at the old, um, what's the hotel called there? Well, that was the way it was the Waverly where the you Waverly, were. Waverly, and yeah. I was in a place called uh, Slow Helen. <laughs> yes, I knew you would Helen. remember. Yeah, I had a steak. Everyone you ever talked to is in Melville. I don't want to correct myself. I yeah. call him Trey Jones, not Trey Ford. I don't know yeah, what I'm thinking. That's all right. Um, uh, everyone you talk to when they say, if you go to Melville, make sure you go to Slow Helen's <laughs> and have a steak. Now, I never met Slow Helen, but my steak came out at a relatively quick pace, so I wasn't sure what's going on there. Well, you know what happened? Why they called it Slow Helen's? Because, I mean, it's such a small place. Uh, another bar opened, and they called it Fast Eddie's. Okay. So that was at the King George Hotel, which burned down. And so the Waverly people, that was Brian and Helen Hickey. That's who made your steak slow, Helen. So anyway, they said, well, we'll go the opposite. We'll go, instead of Fast Eddie's, we'll go slow Helen's. There you go. Well, 
that, listen, Saskatchewan's a fu- it's a fun place to go to sport, sporting events. Mm-hmm. You gotta be from Saskatchewan to want to go live in Saskatchewan, and I'll bet you a lot of people say the same thing about Edmonton, to be mm-hmm. honest. And I'm born and raised here, and I love it here. You gotta be from Saskatchewan to really appreciate it. Being an Albertan, I mean, it's close enough. My dad was from a place called Watrous, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Saskatchewan blood in me. I, every time I go to Saskatoon, love going to Saskatoon, right, to do something, cover something. Don't get there much anymore, but uh, you give me a sporting event in the province of Saskatchewan, man, sign me up. What's on the go for you this weekend, Spec? Oh, very little, buddy. The yeah. uh, the rookies are in Penticton. I'm not with them. Yeah. And uh, the vets, I'm not sure what they're doing. They'll probably skate Saturday, take Sunday off. And uh, this is the calm before the storm, boys. We've got uh, medicals on Wednesday and then camp Thursday. And I think the Oilers play like eight games in how many days, guys? Like Yeah, there's lots. 12 or 13 days or something. And then we uh, fly to Vancouver, start a hockey season. So... Uh, I'm going to put my feet up this weekend, watch the CFL, watch the NFL, listen to the radio once in a while, and uh, let's get after it next week, boys. Maybe a craft beer or two? Yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> for those, yeah, if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. All right, Spec, have a great weekend, big guy. Talk to you on Monday. Take care, Spec. All right, boys. Uh, that was On the Mark, energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at... Booster Juice, when we come back. Hot Rod, Rod Peterson, joins us from FLA. This is the Kevin Carey Show with Friday co-host Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Now that's what we're talking about, Duke. How could you not vote for that, the Friday theme song? I can't see why it wouldn't be. Eddie, what do you think so far? Oh, you weren't weren't kidding when you said... Sonny James, that's from Slapshot. You like it? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. You okay. know, I was tapping my foot along, but like go. I was saying, you weren't kidding when you said I wouldn't know it. <laughs> well, Sonny James, so that's from early 70s. It was in the movie Slapshot, uh, which our uh, next guest has probably seen more than me, which is a lot. He's probably seen it over 10,000 times. Our headliner of the day is brought to you by Mr. Rooter. At Mr. Rooter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrrooter.ca as we welcome in Rod Peterson, an old, old friend of the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Roddy, I'm sure that song brings back some good memories for you. Kevin, uh, I've I've pegged it about 150 times. I've watched the movie. Yeah. So I think you're at about a hundred and a quarter. <laughs> and congrats on the new show, gentlemen. Congrats on the new station. And Kevin, I'm glad that at your age, you finally get to start working for a living. <laughs> thanks very I'm much. And I, yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. And uh, while we're, we're, we're giving each other a little dig here, I mean, you, I mean, you've come a long way since we used to live together in Prince Albert and you'd slide home and eat soya sauce sandwiches. That's all I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Right. oh, man. So how's it going, big guy? Oh, it's going great. It's a beautiful sunny day here in South Florida. Headed to a sterile Florida for the uh, NHL Southeast Showcase Rookie Tournament this weekend. Uh, but I will be watching CFL football tonight on CBS Sports Network. So, Riders and Elks, life is great, my friend. I know it is with you guys. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Rod. Good to be with you, man. I get to finally ask you some questions. 
<laughs> Good luck with that. I don't know <laughs> if I got the answers or not, but I'm ready. I'm happy to be on with you guys. Well, we are too, for sure. Rod Peterson from FLA pulled up a chair by the pool. FLA, that would have been a mole line, wouldn't it have been? Trivia question about a little bit south of Saskatoon. Okay. Funny James, that is only in the edited version of the show, Kevin. Okay. The uh, sanitized version. It's not in the original. It's not. You go find me a spot where it is, where it airs in the original. I believe it is not in the original with the actual swear words where Mo talks about the pool. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Well, and I mean, the, the main theme song from Slapshot was Maxine Nightingale. Would you say that? Uh, get right back. Yeah. Yes, of course. And we actually, we started the show off uh, last Tuesday with that song. Yeah, I think that should probably be your Friday theme song, but if I had a vote, but you never asked. Well, I mean, you could still vote. We got you there, man. Um, so before we get to, you know, riders taking on the Elks tonight, let's just talk about your little, your broadcasting journey, because, I mean, you were play-by-play guy for the riders for uh, 20 years plus, uh, and then you ended up going off on your own with your own business company show. Just uh, just t- tell our listeners a little bit about your journey in the industry dating back to, you know, in the late 80s when we were in, in school together at Mount Royal College. I appreciate that, Kevin. Well, 20 years voice of the writers, 20 years voice of the Pats, Regina Pats, hockey and TV. So I say I'm fluent in Canada's both official languages, uh, hockey and football. And uh, But, yeah, I left the Riders five years ago, and we started this little venture of ours, the Rod Peterson Show. started as a Facebook show, and then we ended up on Game Plus Television about a year in. And so I think we're in year four on Game Plus TV, which is on TELUS Channel 924 in your region and on Shaw Rogers Cable Channel 230. And I just didn't want to be locked down to one team anymore as the voice of a team. I wanted to be able to cover the NHL, the CFL, the NFL. Now college, you called last weekend, and I was at a college game, mm-hmm. FAU in Ohio. I was watching Curtis Rourke, Nathan Rourke's little brother. You know, I just wanted to try something new, and it's worked out really well. And we got on the radio in Atlanta with the show. I have no idea why they like us there, but they, I've never known, Dick, why anybody's like me. <laughs> and I think you've asked that question yourself many times about me. So That's right, Norm. Here we are. Yeah. This is uh, Eddie Steele co-hosting on the uh, Kevin Carrier show. On doesn't he Sports sound like a pro, Norty? <laughs> hey? He sounds like he's, you know, he sounds like a true pro, doesn't he? He's getting there. Yes. I, I learn. I learn from some of the best. Learn from some of the best, fellas. So, speaking of this team that you were the voice of for so many years, the Riders sitting at six and six, middle of the pack in the West. Uh, honestly, Rod, I just want to know your opinion. What is this team? Are they a good team? Are they a bad team? What are they? Very average team. That's what their record says, Eddie, as you know. And um, I'll be honest, last year they were hosting the Grey Cup. One of, you know what that opportunity presents in a CFL market. And they were 6-12 and 12 and missed the playoffs. So you, you know the firings. They got rid of the quarterback. La-di-da-di-da. And now here they are. I will give them a lot of credit that they've won games without Trevor Harris, their number one guy, to be in a third place in the West. Massive game tonight, as you guys know. It's as close to a playoff game in the regular season you're going to get. Because if the Riders win, and they would do it with their third-string quarterback, Jake Zolagala, it was Harris that piloted the Riders to wins over Edmonton twice earlier this year. Edmonton can't even finish third. They mathematically can't finish third. So this is a huge game tonight for the Riders, and then a huge one for Edmonton because if the Elks win, 
and you didn't ask me about the outs, but you might, um, you know, they're a very dangerous team. I mean, one thing about South Florida where I live, a lot of ballers down here, guys, mm-hmm. a lot of football guys that watch all CFL games. And we've talked about the Elks. They think they're the, one of the most dangerous teams in the league right now. So the spread tonight's three, riders by three, and I'm taking it, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a hell of a game. Taking the spread. Rod Peterson joins us from Florida on the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Uh, when you came into the league, uh, as the play-by-play guy of the Riders, I think it was safe to say that back then the double ears were the flagship franchise of the CFL. It's not the case anymore. While you were in Regina, it became the Riders as the flagship franchise. Now it's Winnipeg. Is yep. this just, um, Is it? could it be cyclical? Is it kind of, are we going to see this for a while? Where do you see kind of like a, maybe a power shift of popularity in the CFL? It's a good question. I mean, honestly, if you go by numbers and metrics, which is what we've always used to measure that, Kevin, Edmonton had it for 30 years because they won all the Grey Cups and led the league in attendance. It ain't hard. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Riders wrestled that away under Jim Hopp, and that was Hugh Campbell. Coincidentally, uh, went along with the tenure of Hugh Campbell. Hugh leaves, and the Riders take that flag away. They become the flagship team under Jim Hobson for 10 years. I call it the decade of decadence. Four great cup appearances, two wins. And then Winnipeg took it away themselves. They've been in the last three straight Grey Cups, won two of them. They lead the league in attendance. Yeah, honestly, Kevin, I'd mm-hmm. like to say it's Toronto, but you just can't. Like, no. if they win tonight at Montreal, it's the best start ever in Toronto Argonauts history. It's like 130 years, guys. But Toronto's just a market that I've never lived in. I don't want to live in. I view myself as a Western Canadian guy. I don't understand them out there. They'd rather piss and moan about the Leafs. Yeah then celebrate the teams that actually win there. I don't get it. Well, uh, it, and Mark Spector, he was just on before you, Norm, and he, he said the same thing. You know, it's, it's a Leafs town, that's it. So, you, you, as you said, they could have the best start in franchise history and they'll have 15,000 people at the game. Their attendance is up, you know, and the league is purporting that. I mean, even though I consider myself a hockey guy, I'm really, really proud of the fact that the CFL supports my show and they view mm-hmm. me as a CFL guy. So they, you know, we have a close association and the CFL, you know, wants everybody to know that attendance is up in Toronto, NBC, in Montreal. It had nowhere you know, to go but up. Well, you could look at it that way. <laughs> up is up, my friend. <laughs> Where you get your ratings, you know the ratings. Get. Up is up. Yeah, okay. In, in life, you're either going forwards or backwards. And uh, it, it, it is going up on those major markets. But Toronto will never be the flagship team. I'm not sure they ever have been. Um, right now it's Winnipeg, and I don't see any reason for that to change for a while. Yeah, sticking with this Winnipeg and Toronto talk, uh, is this a two-horse race? Are, are we all just wasting our time? Is it going to be – is it destined to be Winnipeg and Toronto Grey Cup? No, and that's why we love the CFL so much, Eddie. You've been around it. We all make these predictions – say the zaniest, stupidest things to get people all worked up. In the end, you never know what's going to happen on any Sunday. That's just football. And I don't need to remind you folks of the 1989 Edmonton Eskimos, (laughs) 16-2, losing to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the West Final, the biggest upset in CFL history. It happens. Happens in all of sports. So, no, it's why we got to pay attention. 
to this stretch drive, which kicks off tonight, the final third of the CFL season, you don't know. We can't predict. If you did, you know, uh, we'd be making a lot of money in the betting game, and yeah. we don't. Well, you live so, in that world, uh, Norm. I'll, I'll just say it's going to be Toronto and Winnipeg in the Great Cup. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. Well, then, then tune out, and uh, we'll see you in November. <laughs> Uh, Rod Peterson guesting with us on the Kevin Carey Show with co-host Eddie Steele, Fridays 7 to 11. Um, when you're in Florida, like, so you said you were at a college game last week. Do you get to do any high school football? I mean, we were talking, yeah, we were talking about Friday because we had Kevin Glenn on earlier. He's coaching in, in Michigan. Um, and I think our listeners and people in Canada don't really grasp the enormity of, of high school football. What's it like down there in, in Florida? You've all heard for years there's been TV series done about high school football and movies made about it, Friday Night Lights. Uh, Twelve miles from where I live is the high school, Cardinal Gibbons High School, and their head coach is Matt DeBuck. He played in the CFL in the 90s with the Argos and the Bombers, and he's one of the guys I talk to almost every day about CFL football. They pack their stadium. It's about here's 3,500. But those top 100 USA high school football rankings, you can just Google it. Top 100 high school USA football. Every week it changes. Hmm. They're 23rd, and DeBuck is ticked off about that because last year they were 13th. You know how many high schools there are in America? (laughs) These guys are 23rd out of all of them. So there's that. But I just heard a story the other day. They sold out a 20,000-seat stadium just up the – I think it was in Jupiter for a under-9 amateur football game nine and under football game it's just ridiculous it's always been high school now it's even lower levels than that i just can't man you think people think they know hockey and you hear about hockey parents and they're bad enough football parents are 10 times worse it's just it's it is not a culture it's the way of life in america yeah it's so next level down there it it is truly religion and life down there in the states Roddy, what's going on for you this weekend and for your show today? How uh, how's things lining up? What do you got on the go? <laughs> uh, what do we have? Well, we got Joe Madden. She's a betting expert from Sports Grid TV. Uh, she's going to join us to talk about CFL NFL games this weekend. And Jim Barker is on with us every Friday. You might you guys might want to bring on Barks. Did you ever play for him, Eddie? No, but uh, I spent some good quality time with him a couple of great cups ago uh, together. So yeah, we we had a, a couple of long nights together. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, uh, he's with us every Friday. So we'll be, it's football Friday, so we're going to be talking NFL, CFL, college, Canada West. Uh, yeah, these are, these are good days. I look forward to the Fridays. When you, uh, I, I still want to go back into the yesteryear. Who were some of the best color guys you had when you were doing WHL games in PA? In, in PA? <laughs> did you ever do a game with me? Well, I think I probably did, yeah. <laughs> in PA or Regina. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, it's fun. I think it, all told, I was close to 1,400 games in the dub. Yeah. And uh, but the color guys that stand out were the bad ones. I got to the point where I'd rather just do a game alone than have a dork with me. Yeah. And that doesn't include you, Dick. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right? But the, the one thing that I appreciated was doing those games like in the old Edmonton Agricom. Ice, I yeah. Say, 97. Yeah, the ice. Edmonton Ice. But yeah. it'd be 97, 96. I think 97. 97 to 99 or something and uh, we had a morning skate there and Glenn Sather came out on our bench and watched the morning <laughs> skate and I had pee running down my leg I was so excited <laughs> that Glenn Sather would come out and watch our morning skate maybe he was there to see you uh no that's another story another time yeah but uh 
it was that's the ones I love the dubs because of the travel on that Pacific Northwest. Like you talk to NHL guys, mm-hmm. until the Kraken came into the league, they never got up to the Seattle's and the Portland's and the Spokane. You know, why, why would they? Mm-hmm. And now with the Kraken there, that's a wonderful area for hockey. So I just treasure that time in the WHL. That's a very special league, man. I, I wanted to ask you one question. I don't think, well, I've never had the opportunity to really ask you, but I wanted you to talk about your dad who was yeah. a longtime NHL scout, and and you were just talking about watching games, and, and I mean, he was bird-dogging all around for Dallas well, for many years. Great Oilers star story. And by the way, my dad and your dad yep. were tight. Yes, your they dad were. was the hockey guy in Melville, Orville, and, and my dad doing his thing. 26 years my dad was with the Dallas Stars, and I'll never, ever, ever forget, guys. You never hear the other side of the story. 97 Stanley Cup playoffs, round one. You remember the Oilers coming back to beat the Stars in game seven. That was the Marshawn yes. goal, right, and the whole thing. And Cujo um, with a big save to make it happen off Joe Newendike. But there was, a, I think it was game three in Northlands. I was standing behind the net with my dad, like with the Zamboni entrance, watching that game. And the next, the, but Kelly Buckberger scored in overtime to win that game. I think it put the Oilers up 2-1 in the series. The next morning, I was in the Stars dressing room, and Hitch was the Stars coach. Mm-hmm. And Bob Ganey was just losing it on him. Because the Oilers came back from, I think, down 3 nothing to win that game in overtime. And Ganey was losing it on Ken Hitchcock for not calling a timeout when the Oilers were getting momentum late in the game. And I was like, Wow. This happens at this level too, huh? <laughs> you know, Ken Hitchcock going into the Hall of Fame this yeah. year. Maybe he learned something because uh, Bob Ganey was the goat. He was the goat of a lot of a lot of things, well, right? Yeah, uh, those wars, order stars were great, and I was on the Dallas side of it because my dad was working for him. That was a great time for hockey. That game, when you're talking about, most of the fans left the building uh, yeah. because all the goals were scored in the f- last five minutes or so to tie it. And everyone came back. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how they got back in the building back then, but that's that's how it worked. Uh, it was <laughs> they pretty... were there to see Buckberger score the winner, and I watched it from behind the net. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, so I miss my dad. I know you miss yours. Yep. But they were great, great hockey men. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to do this again, uh, Normie. I think uh, you've got lots of time down there. You're not really doing anything, are you? Florida man was semi-retired. We're not, are, our day's over. You would I, for a nap. All I see with you down there is the episode of Seinfeld when Kramer's going for the president of the condo board in Boca Raton. Is that you? Like, are you living with all the eighty-five-year-old blue hairs and stuff? How's that I'm working? Young here, very young <laughs> uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. It's a beautiful community, and I can't wait for the day that you come down here. Well, how's, to, how's tomorrow sound? <laughs> I'll be here. Okay, buddy. I'll be, no, hey. I'll be in Fort Myers at the rookie tournament. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the hockey and the football, guys. Okay, thanks for right, thanks Rock. for doing this. We'll we'll have you on again sometime in the near future. Thanks again, guys. Okay, very happy for you. That's it. Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show. Long time play-by-play man of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Regina Pats and uh, an old roommate in 1989-ish back in. Prince Albert. Actually, and then even when we were in college, we kind of 
He was a goalie for our uh, our broadcasting Bombers team. Ah, uh, that makes sense that he yeah. would be a goalie. Yeah. Unique personalities. Well, we had a strong team, too. We'll get into <laughs> that one other time. Uh, that was the Mr. Rooter headliner. And there's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrrooter.ca. This is the Kevin Carey Show with Friday co-host Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, the Duke, he just can't get away from it. He, he wants this is to be the theme song for Fridays. It was one of the votes that... Our listeners could vote for Eddie. What do you think? I don't. Uh, you know, this this one gets me going a little bit. It uh, it brings me to the treadmill when I'm <laughs> running, and I'll, it'll pop on, and I just lose myself. So I don't mind this one because it gets me in a good place. Yeah, uh, a lot of text coming in about uh, the song that we're going to probably go with on Fridays. Ricky Cheese. What was the name of that song from Slapshot? He writes. Uh, okay, well that was uh, Sunny James, a little bit south of Saskatoon. Uh, as Roddy Peterson said, it's not in all versions of the movie. Um, e- the other one is uh, Maxie Nightingale. Get right back to where we started from. Those are kind of two of my uh, favorites. But uh, the Duke, you're just fired up to get all this. these ones. Uh, you had Come On Eileen. You had the other two ones that were kind of your most popular. Well, and then you said Brian Adams. Any Brian Adams song? Yeah, the uh, the Come On Eileen was the most popular one on the vote on yeah. Twitter so far. But uh, like I said, I've mixed in some other ones that were off the board suggestions, including uh, your own, a little bit south of Saskatoon. So yeah, text us uh, and let us know which one which one you like the most. And I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, we can rotate them one Friday to the next or whatever. But I think it's just, uh, like I said, off the top on Friday, positive Fridays, you want to get everybody in a good mood. Yeah. And I think these are mostly, at least in my opinion, all songs that do that for me personally. But it's the listener's show just as much as ours. So we want to know what they like. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This comes from Paul. Good morning. Paul from Airdrie. Great show. Side note, I was born in Saskatoon. People uh, from all over the province uh, go to the games from Prince Albert to Saskatoon, all on party buses, the riders or provincial team. That is 100% true, Eddie. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, Paul from Airdrie, I think I have an idea who you are. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I think so. I I have a hunch. Um, We got a really good text uh, that came in with Kevin Glenn's comments. We're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, Our last segment, we were going to talk about the Alberta Golden Bears taking on Saskatchewan tonight. And it's funny, a text just comes in from uh, Steve MP. The U of A Golden Bears team is taking on the number three ranked U of S Huskies 7 o'clock tonight in Saskatoon. I used to work in Saskatoon. Huskies, massive in Mm -hmm. that town. Um, Last time the Bears... They're 2-0 to start. They beat your U of M Bisons last week at Foot Field. Um, They started the season with a win in Calgary, so 2-0. I think people are quite excited about Eli Hetlinger's throwing the ball well at quarterback. They've got Mm -hmm. some good young receivers. Um, And you follow Canada West a lot because it's near and dear to your heart. You played for the Bisons. Um, how have you seen kind of things shake down here with the Bears and just Canada West in general? Oh, it's really nice. I'm I'm happy for the Bears because you know they haven't been a, a very strong program for many years now. Kind of an average program, uh, uh, three to four win uh, type seasons is what they're kind of used to traditionally. So it, it's really cool to see them have the success. Obviously, not at the expense of my beloved U of M Bisons, but that's okay. Um, I'm I'm an Albertan now. I. I got the bison tattoo on my leg, but those were the past days. But it's really awesome to see them have that that success as a program. And tonight is going to be a huge game, or this weekend, I should say. Is it tonight or tomorrow? It's tonight? Yeah. It's going to be a huge game because they're playing um, the number three ranked program in uh, the Huskies. 
and both teams are 2-0. and So this is a huge slobber knocker uh, to fight it out for the top of the standings in Canada West, which, in my opinion, is the best conference in mm-hmm. all of Canada football. It's hard, again, whenever you get to the Vanier Cup, it seems, you know, Laval is there and Montreal. Excuse me. Uh, Bears, 2-0. Uh, they 33-9, they beat Calgary. 2-0 for the first time since 2015. They haven't started 3-0 and um, since 2005, so mm-hmm. it's a long time. Uh, Saskatchewan, back-to-back Hardy Cups, and played in each of the last two Vanier Cups. So Huskies always have a good team. Yep. And I don't know what it is. I mean, between the Huskies and the Rams in Regina, it seems every offensive lineman's already 320 pounds when you get to the, to the university Kevin, level. they breed them different out there, man. They uh, Something about that water in Saskatchewan, they breed linemen like none, no other province. Well, province. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're getting these farm guys from Kipling and... Boonies. Know, the wherever, boonies. you know, everywhere, you know, from all these little towns in Kamsack. There was a, I knew a guy that played in uh, against Kamsack in 1970 in high school football, the Camsack offensive line in a little town in Saskatchewan, the the line in Camsack, the O line, was the same size as the Riders offensive line in high school. <laughs> in high school, that's nuts. I mean, well, they go to the trough, right? You used to go to the trough. Is that what they still call it, the trough? Yeah, that's exactly what they called it. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, obviously, when you left football, your eating habits probably changed a lot. Yeah, significantly. Uh, I played at about 285 pounds, um, and that's kind of what my weight was my entire nine-year career. Uh, Actually, before that, when I was in college at the U of M, uh, I wasn't really doing all the proper things off the field nutritionally, so I was a big boy. I got up to about 345 pounds, Uh, so uh, that was too heavy to play at, especially defensive line. So I figured it out, did the right things, played at 285. Now I'm walking around myself at about two. 250 pounds mm-hmm. no need to carry that extra weight as uh i brought the donuts in last week for the boys because <laughs> uh, i was the rookie so i tried yeah. to bring donuts in for the crew and kevin first thing you say to me is my my body is my temple i'll pass <laughs> on those donuts and i feel the same way uh, text coming in to one 1440 uh pillman says it's the hip all day Yes, I would. We can go with that, and then it says, "I think Eddie should pick the song." Love the show. Uh, I think mm. you got a little homework to do, Eddie. I do I do? Husk says, uh, "Come on, Eileen, great song. We used to cover it. I went online to watch it live. No wonder they were a one-hit wonder. So bad live, he can't sing at all." Uh, love that song, "Come on, Eileen." Well, you, you know, Duke, you're getting a lot of love for that again. Uh, excellent to have sports on the air again from Ian. Great show. Thanks. Ian, for sending that in. Um, so tonight, kind of just to wrap up, the Riders and Elks, 6-6, six and six, Saskatchewan coming in, Elks with a record of 3-9. and nine. And we know the playoff picture is faint for Edmonton, but Chris Jones has said it, and I think every coach says it, you just want to improve every week. We didn't see that for a lot of the time during the beginning of the season. Do you see an improvement and Discipline still factor, penalties. But do you see, besides some lapses, do you see kind of improving every week here, Eddie? I do see quite a bit of improvement here, Kevin. Uh, One reason that we can talk about improvement is 
hey, they're winning football games. Kevin, can you believe this? We're talking about a, a winning streak, a home winning streak. Mm-hmm. Remember all the negative about the losing streak, and now they've won back-to-back at home, uh, three of four. But in all honesty, they, like I mentioned earlier on in the show, they've been playing some pretty good football for about six or seven weeks now. So, no, it's not shocking, uh, and I think that they are going to come out and really have a pretty strong game tonight, especially because the Riders are reeling from that mm-hmm. absolute oh, beating crushing. that Winnipeg put on them. Yeah, they got pounded. Uh, this was that text uh, coming in to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty from Principal D uh, when we had Kevin Glenn on, and Kevin was talking about coaching football at the high school level. So have a listen to this, Eddie, and then we'll get your response. And, and it's pretty true from Principal D. Uh, Kevin Glenn needs to be careful with his statements on teacher coaches schools are schools first and just because they offer a football program doesn't mean that that is their main priority so yes coaches are usually not former players because they are not educated as a teacher the amount of crap teacher coaches have had to deal with lately from parents because of this thought process has been ridiculous we need to be careful to not continue this theme i lose coaches every day and that comes from principal d Fair comments. It's absolutely fair. And, uh, you know, it's a sobering thought just hearing that from that perspective. Haven't really heard it from that side of things. So, yeah, there's absolutely valid points there. Uh, I I think what Kevin was talking about, more so than um, just having the the people who are qualified uh, to coach uh, and coach the X's and O's at a a certain pedigree, a certain level. And it is different down in the States. There's no denying it. Football is treated the way hockey is up here. And we have to realize that. And we have to realize there is a certain seriousness to football down there. Um, Probably not all for the good. The fact that it is taken that seriously, in my opinion, because it is just a sport. It is just a game. And we're talking about kids. We're not talking about professionals or even college athletes at this point in time. So the the fun needs to be there. But what uh, what the, the texter says is it's bang on. There is definitely some validity to that. And I've never really thought of it from that perspective my, myself. Yeah. Kevin Carey, Sandy Steele on Sports 1440. Um, texts coming in from Jordan uh, when you were talking about the donuts, Eddie. Uh, I don't know if you remember this with Dallas Akins, who used to coach the Oilers. Uh, so he came in and he was different. Um, back then, you know, the media would get, you know, there would be coffee donuts hanging around, whatever. And Dallas Aikens kind of had a look at the media room and said that he was going to bring in veggie trays. <laughs> so this said, uh, Jordan remembers that well. So he says, you should invite Aikens in veggie trays for Christmas. Uh, true. Uh, I do trades and protein shakes. Yeah, it was. I remember when 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 Dallas came in. That was he kind of looked at everyone in the room, and really no one knew how to take him because he was sort of handpicked by Craig McTavish, was coaching in Toronto with the Marlies uh, in the AHL, and, and the Oilers were successful for the half season with Ralph Kruger before that, and probably. I think Ralph has had kind of turned the program into a direction that I think a lot of people were happy, but then just ended up to be Dallas Akins was what Craig McTavish wanted. Uh, Ian's uh, text, uh, welcome to the jungle, Guns and Roses. Uh, Duke, you got a lot of work to do as well. Um, 
Big improvement, Chris Jones getting over his stubbornness, changing play callers and Trey Ford going in. That's another fair comment. That comes, uh, don't have a name on that. Put your name on it. Put your name on it. I think it got to a point where there was honestly no option. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the entire city of Edmonton calling for change. Yeah. Had to happen. Yeah. Uh, how do you see this game shaking up tonight, shaking down? Uh, I'm going to go against what Rod had to yep. say. He was picking the riders here. And I'm going with the Elks, taking the win in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that they're going to play uh, a certain brand of football that's physical uh, because the riders have shown on tape that they don't respond well to physicality. And you know who's been – and as long, he's got to stop fumbling the ball. Kevin Brown has been very, very good the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think – it's confusing defenses, the RPOs, um, not necessarily pass options, but depending on what Trey Ford's doing and what Kevin Brown's doing, I think it's confusing defenses at times. It is, and it's allowing for Trey to be an efficient passer as well. You know, we're seeing him only complete maybe 15, 17 passes, but his percentage is really efficient. Hey, Eddie, thanks a lot for coming in again. Another great show. Appreciate all your insight. Uh, thanks for getting Kevin Glenn on. Uh, I'm sure we'll be getting former teammates and friends uh, as we move forward here. But uh, good insight today. Enjoy all the games, all the NFL. You got uh, tons to watch uh, this weekend for sure. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. You guys all have a good Friday. All right. That's uh, Eddie Steele. At the top of the hour, we will check in with Brian Howell uh, from Buff Zone and Boulder Daily Camera as we uh, tee up the Rocky Mountain Showdown, Colorado. And CSU, lots of things going on in Colorado. Uh, Before we hit the top of the hour, here's a Sports 1440 update with the Duke.